Hi, I'm Jeffrey, and welcome back to Nightfalls. Come, settle in for tonight's calming meditation and soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Come. Warm your hands by the fireside and listen in to a tale that takes us far beyond the peaks of this mountain range, to the quaint French coastline where writer Meg comes to settle in an attempt to cure her writer's block. Just as my travels taught me in years gone by, Meg learns that the things people seek in life change over time and perhaps the adventures that weren't a part of anyone's plan are the ones most worth writing about. Just before we begin, here's a quick word from our valued sponsors who make this free content possible. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two taps on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Before we tuck in to tonight's tale, why not take a moment to yourself to get settled in for the evening? come to a comfortable position 
and let your eyes drift closed on the day. Take a moment to bathe in the quiet calm of the evening as you welcome a deep breath in through your nose and release a long, lazy sigh out through your mouth. Breathe in and out. Breathe in and out. Take a moment to tune into your body tonight and root yourself back within your skin in the present moment. Draw a deep breath in, gathering up all the thoughts that draw your mind into the future. And as you exhale, release them all on the tide of your out-breath. Inhale once more and collect up any last remaining worries you have about the happenings of the past and let go of them as you sigh out in relief. Tonight, release the future. Release the past. And allow your mind a moment to drift to the stunning expanse of a beach in Brittany. Visualize yourself standing alone at the center of that beach that stretches out for miles around you. With the golden sand between your toes, you finally have the space to take a deep breath in and feel your lungs open out to their full capacity. As you exhale, feel your body begin to truly relax. There is nothing and no one for miles around, save for yourself, standing in a sea of gold and sand as you draw another impossibly deep breath in and welcome it beyond your lungs into the very core of your being. As you exhale, allow yourself to release a long, lazy sigh of relief. Now, if you're feeling ready, tonight's tale can begin. When Meg had picked up her friend Kara from the airport, Kara had quickly professed how envious she was of Meg's new life in France. And while she didn't want to rub it in Kara's face, Meg did have to agree that she was, indeed, living the dream. Relocating from England to France for the foreseeable future hadn't been a spontaneous decision. It had been a long time in the making for Meg. But, even still, every time she thought about it, she found herself surprised that she had actually gone through with it. 
When the opportunity to work abroad arose, she had to take it. That was the beauty of being a writer. She could work from anywhere in the world, as long as she had her trusty laptop by her side. Meg and Kara had been best friends since they were young teenagers. And we're used to seeing each other every week. So when Meg had announced she was going to live in France for a while, Kara had immediately began planning to visit her there. And now, here they were, five months later. Meg was currently staying in Brittany, in the northwest of France, and she adored it. Meg loved showing Kara around. Even though Meg herself was only technically passing through, she felt like a local in comparison to her friend. She enjoyed pointing out the cafes she liked going to and the restaurants she had eaten at. She gushed about the secret bars that tourists didn't know about and claimed certain boulangeries and delicatessens as her local shops. Meg felt like she had settled in well in Brittany. It was a big enough area that there were plenty of places to visit and beaches to discover. Plus, everyone was very friendly the area even felt familiar. The region was very reminiscent of England, with its lush green land and cooler weather. So Meg didn't feel too far from home. It was very different to the south of France, where she had set up base initially. Here in Brittany, she got the best of both worlds. She could easily get lost and go unnoticed every day. But it also had a personal touch that meant she had struck up friendships with shop owners and locals at her favourite spots. When she initially travelled to France, Meg set herself up in one of the most stunning parts of the French Riviera, Villefranche-sur-Mer. The small coastal town cascades down a hillside towards the sea, made up of old colourful houses and a beautiful coastline. Meg rented a small apartment in the bay for a couple of months and loved every second of her new, laid-back lifestyle. Every morning she would open the wooden shutters and open the glass doors onto a Juliet balcony overlooking the bay. She would feel the warm southern France sun beam down on her face and watch as it lit up the inside of her apartment. She would then brew a pot of black coffee and take a cup out to the balcony to start her day. She would lean across the balcony bars and watch Villefranche come to life, sipping 
and savoring her warm drink. Inhaling the fragrant scent of roasted beans, feeling the morning sun tickling her skin and breathing in the fresh sea air, she felt truly grateful to be there. She enjoyed this tranquil way of life and felt like she didn't have a care in the world. At first, Meg had enjoyed living in such a small, reclusive place. But eventually, she grew tired of visiting the same few places every day and longed to live somewhere with a bit more going on. She could often feel lonely amongst the sea of tourists that flooded Villefranche every day from the cruise ships that pulled into the bay off the Mediterranean Sea. She wanted to live around locals rather than holiday apartments with people coming and going every week. Luckily, France is bursting with old towns and cities, complete with beaches and great food. So Meg had plenty of locations to choose from. She had the likes of Cannes, Monaco, Saint-Tropez, Aise, and Nice on her doorstep in the French Riviera. But she wanted to avoid the tourist-heavy spots and explore somewhere completely new. After some research and recommendations from the locals in Villefranche, she decided to head to Brittany as her next base for a while. Brittany had the perfect blend of busy city life and rural escape that Meg longed for. The area felt like a home rather than a holiday destination, and she quickly settled in. She decided to move around a little bit more regularly to explore the region, and had spent time in the likes of Nantes and Brest, along with smaller towns such as Locronan and the fairy tale village of Rochefort-en-Terre. She thought that with regular changes of scenery and more going on around her, that she would find inspiration for her book. However, Meg found herself with the same writer's block in Brittany as she had had in the French Riviera. She kept writing drafts for different ideas, but then would scrap them after just a couple of chapters. Nothing felt right, and she kept getting bored of her ideas quickly. Luckily, Caro was now here to give her some advice, and hopefully offer some inspiration. In return, Meg was ready to show Cara the best the region had to offer. She drove the rental car to the place dubbed the end of the earth, Crozon Peninsula. Meg had enjoyed many days here hiking, 
enjoying the fresh seafood and exploring its hidden coves. It was practically paradise. She drove them both into the town of Crozon and led Cara through the old streets to find one of her favourite spots. Meg led the way to one of her favourite shops, hidden down a back street, close to the clock tower. The small shop was run by a friendly Frenchman named Sasha, who sold the most delicious fresh loaves of bread, a huge variety of cheeses, and everything else you could think of for a picture-perfect picnic. As soon as Meg walked into the shop, he greeted her warmly, like she was an old friend. He introduced himself to Kara in French, which she sheepishly attempted to respond to, drawing on her best high school French skills. Meg particularly enjoyed pushing and developing her French language skills whilst travelling, but Kara was a bit more reserved and let Meg do the talking from here on out. The sense of delicious, rich foods overwhelmed their senses, and they felt their stomachs beginning to rumble in anticipation. They began the hard task of choosing their lunch. There was a long glass cabinet that boasted dozens of different blocks of cheese and meats of varying sizes and colour. Soft brie, ripe blue cheese, and cylinders of smoky camembert called out to them from behind the glass. There were garlands of garlic hanging down from the ceiling, and baskets full of freshly baked bread positioned across the top of the counter. Behind the counter, there was a wall of wooden shelves filled to the brim with hundreds of different products. There were boxes of crackers and breadsticks, jars of sauces and condiments to pair perfectly with the cheese, and jars of cornichons and olives galore. There was also a large selection of red wine to choose from on the shelves, plus bottles of white wine in a tall fridge and large bottles of water. They were spoiled for choice. Once their picnic basket was full to the brim with delectable cheeses, juicy green olives, crispy baguettes and a bottle of white wine, they jumped in Meg's rental car and proceeded to drive out to the beach. When Kara had booked her flight to visit Meg in Brittany, she had stipulated one requirement, that Meg take her to the best beaches in the area. Although there were plenty to choose from, 
Meg knew exactly where to take her first. She pulled up the rental car by the side of a road, and the two of them began the twenty-minute hike down the eastern side of Brittany's Crozon Peninsula to a secluded beach below. The beach was called Plage de l'Ile Vierge, and it was once known as one of the most beautiful beaches in Europe, for a reason. Meg would often come down to this beach to relax on her own. Because it was difficult to get to, not many tourists made the journey to the hidden cove, so it always remained quiet and peaceful. It was a hidden gem. Cara had dreamt of relaxing on the soft, sandy shores of France. Although this beach didn't have sand for lounging around on, the location was divine. It was a grey pebble stone beach backed by white cliffs and overhanging pine trees that looked out on the crisp azure sea. It was a beautiful, relaxing location, and Meg knew she had chosen the right place when she heard Kara audibly gasp at the sight of it from up on the clifftop. They found a spot on the shore and placed their picnic blanket down and pulled out their spread of food. As Meg took a bite of delicious oozing brie upon a warm chunk of freshly baked bread, she gazed out to sea, feeling totally content. What better way to spend a day than with your best friend, relaxing in such a beautiful location? She knew that tomorrow she would have to get back to writing. The deadline from her publisher was coming up soon, and she was barely halfway through finishing the first draft of her book. But for today, she intended to switch off her mind and just enjoy beautiful Brittany. Meg had always dreamt of living in France. Ever since she was a teenager and visited Aes with her family on a holiday. So when she had received the advance from her publisher to write another book, she had taken it as a perfect opportunity to follow her dream. She couldn't think of anything better them writing her next novel with picturesque France as her backdrop. She figured she would have no distractions except for the stunning views and the great food. What she didn't count on was getting writer's block. Meg had been lacking inspiration for her next book for quite some time. Her last two novels had been roaring hits, so there was a lot riding on the success of a follow-up book. 
When she had started writing the first book, it had just rolled off her fingers and onto the keyboard. She knew the story that she wanted to tell, and it just seemed to fall into place. But that story had been and passed. Now she felt like she was being asked to create more just for the sake of more money. She'd been so proud of her first book and completely surprised by how well it was received. The book had been snatched off the shelves by numerous magazine columnists, book bloggers and influencers who had helped spread the word to their fans and readers. Before she knew it, Meg had a hit on her hands and her publisher couldn't have been happier. They immediately paid her in advance to write a new story, intending to roll quickly off the success of her first book. Then, with the success of the sequel, they wanted to turn it into a trilogy. Meg was grateful for the opportunities that her publisher had granted her, but she knew that after this book, she wanted to write something new. There were so many stories out there to be told. At the end of the last book, she felt like she had wrapped up her characters' storylines nicely and given them the justified endings that they deserved. But now that she was being asked to write a continuation to the story, she felt like she was being forced to shake up the satisfying arcs she had created for her beloved characters and find new paths for them. She doubted that many of her biggest fans would be best pleased with the changes she was being forced to make. She had ended her last novel perfectly, and she didn't feel like it would have the same impact to create another book in the series. She had wrapped the story up in a tight bow and didn't want to undo her handiwork. She almost felt as if she was starting from square one again, even though she already had two novels in the bag. Oddly, this time it was even harder to find inspiration to write. Even with the characters and their backstories all laid out for her. Perhaps it was the pressure of living up to the popularity of her other books and pleasing her readers. Perhaps it was worrying that she would fall short of her publisher's expectations. Or maybe she was just being too hard on herself wanting her first draft to be perfect, and, as a result, she kept procrastinating to avoid disappointing herself. It could have been a combination of all these things weighing on her mind. But with her best friend Kara here, all those worries seemed to fade away. She felt more relaxed than she had in a while. 
Things always felt better with Kara by her side. She made her laugh so hard that all her troubles disappeared. She gave the best hugs and always made her feel safe and supported. Kara knew all of Meg's secrets and had been there through thick and thin over the years. Meg really appreciated Kara being here with her. It was exactly what she needed. Taking a deep sigh, Meg shook her head in exasperation. I don't know what to do about the book. I can't seem to find a story that I want to tell. Kara's eyes popped wide as she placed an olive in her mouth and looked at her friend. Really? Why not? You're so good at writing, she said, surprised by her friend's confession. Meg sighed and explained despondently. It's not about being good at writing. I need to have the ideas in order to have something to write about. I can't just write for the sake of it, because then it's all just drivel that ends up on the page. I thought that the last book would be the final book, so I wrapped it all up in a pretty bow, intending to send it on its way. But now I'm having to make new things up for the sake of it. Kara popped another green olive in her mouth and asked softly, Do you have to switch it up so much, though? Meg replied despairingly, Well, it would make for a pretty boring book if nothing earth-shaking happened in it. Kara looked out to sea and thought. A heavy, charged silence filled the space between them as they both became immersed in their own thoughts. After about a minute of silence, Kara sat back on her arms and turned to Meg. Perhaps your characters could find different fairy tale endings, she suggested. After all, we often go through life on a path that we think is right for us, and then discover that it no longer makes us happy after a while. It's okay for your characters to discover that too, and make a new way for themselves. It's realistic. Meg didn't say anything, but became lost in thought. Carl was right. Life was ever-changing in real life. Maybe it could be the same for her characters. Life's plans don't have a beginning, middle, and end, like in a children's storybook. There are so many chapters, and each new chapter throws a whole new set of events and plot twists your way. You can think that you've reached your happy ending, and then everything can change in ways you never imagined. Maybe if she stopped trying to make this story so neat and perfect, she may actually write a novel better than the ones that came before. It could be real. Life doesn't end when you find a partner or get that dream job. 
the entirety of life has stories worth telling. Meg mulled this over and set a decision in her mind. She would write the third instalment, but not just to make the publishers a little extra money. She was going to give her characters more life. The two women devoured the rest of their food ravenously. The bread crunched crisply between their teeth, and the dry white wine trickled soothingly down their throats. The different cheeses and smatterings of sweet fruit intermixed with each other. Meg and Cara both agreed that nothing beats a French picnic. Once they had finished, the two friends slipped off their sandals and began to walk along the pebbled beach towards the water. The silky soft pebbles massaged their feet with every step they took. Meg closed her eyes and sighed as she savoured the pampering of her feet. It felt delightful after a long day walking around in the sun. They moved closer to the water and allowed the waves to ebb and flow over the tops of their feet. The cool water soothed the soles of their feet and sent a gentle prickle of energy up through their bodies and to their heads. It felt as if the turquoise shores of Brittany were washing away their stresses and worries, leaving them feeling fresh and clear-headed. Kara turned to Meg, ever the one to break the silence, and suggested, Why don't we talk about your next book, the brand new one that you'll soon write, where you can start completely over and write about whatever you want. Meg giggled. She could always rely on Kara to distract her from her problems and help her feel better. She played along, and they started to come up with ideas for her next book. Kara excitedly proposed, Why don't you write a story about friendship? That's a source of love story. Love doesn't have to be the romantic type. You could write about two friends who travel the world together, and the trials and tribulations they face along the way. It could be a way for us to live vicariously through your characters. Meg laughed at her friend's suggestion, and then paused. It wasn't a bad idea, actually. Rolling off the back of this idea, Meg replied, Why don't you stay out here with me? I would love the company, and then we could actually travel around together. 
it would definitely give me ideas and inspiration for this future story. Kara's eyes lit up at the notion. She would love to travel with her best friend and live around the world. But she had never thought it could actually be a possibility. A mischievous grin spread across Kara's face as she added, I could become one of those digital nomads and work from my laptop. Oh, it would be amazing to work from a beach in the Maldives with crystal clear waters as my view. Meg laughed and replied, Well, that would be a dream. The two friends continued to walk along the shore, concocting exciting plans and debating whether they should hire a sailboat to travel in or stick to local apartments on land. They brainstormed ideas for their characters' names and the countries they could travel to, along with the predicaments they could find themselves in along the way. Meg didn't know if this idea would actually happen, but she felt a buzz inside her that she hadn't felt in a while. She felt inspired and excited to sit down at her laptop and write again. If there was one thing she knew she could write a book about, it was definitely friendship. wasn't that an interesting topic? A long-standing friendship had just as many twists and turns as a romantic relationship, and perhaps an even deeper bond. It may be fun to take a little time to gather inspiration first, to go on some adventures, make some memories, and maybe a few mistakes on the way until she had a wealth of experiences to draw upon for her next new novel. And with a friend like Kara by her side, she knew that wouldn't take long. Spending time with Kara was endlessly fun, and she was one of the most intriguing, entertaining people she had ever met. Though Kara would be surprised to hear so. The two of them were braver and more driven together. They egged each other on to do the things that scared them or that had never particularly interested them before. If they were to write a story together, it would undoubtedly be a good one that led them to places they never thought they'd go. Meg looked at Kara and smiled. It looked like she'd found her inspiration on a quiet day by the Brittany Bay. <laughs> 